Welcome to At Ease, a podcast for colored girls who fled corporate when six figures wasn't enough. Whether you decided to quietly quit, took a leap of faith, pursued your passion over a paycheck, or are building a side hustle, join me each week as we redefine success by reshaping our minds. I combine my lived experience and conversations with entrepreneurs and Black women to leverage thought work, to reconnect with our bodies, combat burnout, and build businesses. Welcome to season one, episode 10 of At Ease. I am so excited to introduce my guests for this, well, really for the next two episodes. Shaquana Chappelle is an image and style expert who transforms the way professional women view their style so they can show up with confidence. She has helped dozens of women break out of their comfort zone, identify their unique style, and create confident and bold looks. Women who have worked with Shaquana have gained an extra boost of confidence when climbing the corporate ladder, negotiating deals, and securing speaking engagements for high-profile conferences. Through her enlightening and relatable book, Get Up and Get Dressed, Shaquana helps women remove any self-consciousness towards their style and learn how to get dressed in the fullness of God. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Shaquana. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I am making it. I'm doing okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay today, I'll say. Uh, but how are you? We're in the same boat. In this moment, everything is fine. <laughs> in this right. moment. So I'm going to okay. focus on that. <laughs> yeah, lots of good things happening. Just also lots of things. So I understand. So yeah, so I'm super excited um, to have you here. I've, I mean, I've been following you for a long time. We met a long time ago at ODU and have not necessarily been like super connected, but I have been connected to your journey and it's been really beautiful to watch. And so when you said yes to being on the podcast, I got super excited because I know that this audience I know what you have to share with the world is applicable for this audience. And so tell us who you are, what you do, and how Shaquana contributes to, to contributes, lives in contribution, if you will. Yeah. yeah. So first I, I have to say thank you um, for having me on your podcast and really thank you for sharing this, like putting this piece of work into the world. Um, I think when you put it out there and you put the title of the podcast on your Instagram, I was like, oh, I immediately felt so seen. Like for colored girls who fled corporate when six figures wasn't enough, I said, oh my gosh, this is my world. For yeah. Being obedient because I know I felt seen and heard by that. Just you putting this out there and I know others will as well. So I want to thank you for that. So I'm Shaquana Chappelle and I am a wardrobe stylist. I transform the style and image of professional men and women who are just ready to step into their confidence, make 
great lasting impressions and really propel their careers and their businesses forward. So as far as what exactly I do to make that happen, um, I do personal shopping for my clients. So I will meet with them, get all their, the, the fun stuff out the way, their sizing, the colors that they like to wear. Um, of course, incorporating my expertise on, on what they should and should not wear maybe some closet purging if that's a need to. And then I go and I shop and just make sure their wardrobe has pieces that make them feel their best every time they have to show up. Um, so I do that for men and women's professional wardrobes, but also for photo shoots as well. I get a lot of entrepreneurs who need styling for photo shoots, of course, because they're super important. And so I help in that way. So I'm all about just helping people feel their best, feel confident, Sharing my light with them um, is one of those things I like to tell people that, you know, people come to me to look good. They want to have the cute or the nice outfit. They want the shopping done. But really, when they leave, they're they're leaving with an extra boost or a new level of their God-given confidence. And so that's the mm. seed that I plant into others. And it's just something that I like to watch to continue to grow and grow even beyond working with me. Love it. Yes. I know for me, Shaquana, like watching this, you on this journey, one of the things that stuck out for me, which I was like, oh, yes, the thrift store, the thrifting yes. for me. I love the thrift store and have for years and for a while did it out of necessity and then really just got excited by being able to have like other pieces that everyone else couldn't have or, you know, those vintage or retro pieces that always come back around. I remember early on in college before, do you remember the store up against the wall? Oh, I think it yes. was called. Yes. <laughs> I remember when I was in school, they started selling members only jackets again. Like that became a thing. And I had had like the real original members only jackets from the yeah. thrift store like years prior. And I was like, oh, y'all are paying $80 for a members only jacket. I paid three. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I love thrifting and I love a deal. Yes, me too. <laughs> can you can you tell us like what? What were you doing before or alongside of styling, you know, corporate men and women and entrepreneurs? What were you doing in your corporate life and what drove your decision to leave? Ooh, yeah, that is a journey in its own so much. Um, but I, I originally went to school, like you mentioned, ODU. I graduated uh, with a degree in IT. That was my major. So uh, about a year after I graduated, that's when I entered my real corporate career, um, working in the IT field. Um, so I worked in IT from about 20, 2010. Yeah, 2010. Um, and then I recently left corporate in 2021, November of 2021. Um, but I started my business in 2017. So of course, there was a portion about four years or so where I was side hustling, quote unquote. So I, in my IT corporate career, you know, while that season has passed. I do um, appreciate that portion of my life. Um, of There's so many things. It's so funny as, as a full-time entrepreneur, there's like little things that pop up. I'm like, oh, this is like corporate. Like, so I, I, I appreciate those experiences, but I knew at a very early stage, I think it may have been about 2014-ish, 
yeah, it was 2014 because that's when I had got laid off. So mm. we go to school, right? And they teach us all this stuff, this textbook stuff. We get internships and all this. But they don't teach you for real, for real what happens in corporate. <laughs> oh, no. We all see the headlines. We know corporations, especially in the tech industry, um, they do layoffs. It's a normal, unfortunately, yeah. it's a normal thing. And But I didn't know that. So in 2014, I had my first layoff, first of two in my whole career. And it hit me hard. It hit me hard. I was just like, I was feeling rejected. I was feeling unworthy. I was feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I had a moment where I had to sit still and be like, God, what is this? Because I thought I had checked all the boxes. I went to college, got a good degree, making good money. And then boom, they're like, oh, we don't need you no more. I'm like, what the world? Like, this isn't how y'all told me it was supposed to be. So I really had a really uh, come to Jesus meeting <laughs> um, during that time frame. I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I just sat still. I didn't do anything. But of course, if you, I'm sure everyone understands how corporate, well, some people understand how corporate works where you're laid off in one department, but then the other department hires you like the next week. <laughs> and so <laughs> I ended up getting back into the same company and working, but that layoff was my wake up call. I said, oh no. I'm not supposed to be doing this. And I grew up watching my parents, love them to death, but I watched my parents work 30 years, retire, and then they're living their lives and starting businesses. And I said, that moment, I said, I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to wait 30 years. I'm not going to suffer for 30 years in corporate and then wait and then do my business and do all the things I love. And I told my parents right then and there, I warned them a long time ago. I said, y'all know I'm not going to be in this forever. Like, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to build my business. I'm not going to be in this forever. So I actually started with a nonprofit organization. Um, I did that for a couple of years. And then that's when I got into styling. And once I saw how much, like, honestly, I didn't really start profiting my business until 2020, right when the pandemic hit. But that was when I saw, I was like, ooh, Shaquana, you got something here. And also during that time is when I started to open my eyes up to, to really feel really pay attention to how I felt. And I slowly, slowly, slowly was dying inside whenever I was working in corporate. Um, I was getting depressed. I was having anxiety. Um, and it's it's not anything against the company or even the role that I was playing. It was just, I, my creative creativity, my mind, my ideas, it just didn't fit in the corporate scene anymore. And I, I knew that my business was growing and I, I needed to focus there. Um, and so I could focus on other things as well. So that's a super long story, but I will tell you what happened immediately before I left. And when I was like, oh, let's put this exit plan in high gear. I was managing a team of 20 people. I had, I was promoted to manager right before the pandemic started. 2021, I was managing a team of 20 people all over the world. I don't know why I didn't know this until then, but I found out that people who reported to me were making more money than me. And that, and that was a whole, as you can imagine, that was a whole thing. <laughs> and I said, oh, y'all playing with me, y'all playing. Yeah. And they were not making quick enough moves to rectify the situation. And I said, bet, that's, that's okay. And six months later, I put in my, my notice. So that really, really, I felt like God was like putting some fire under me. Cause he's like, I need you to be out. Cause he literally woke me up out of a dream 
one day it was like three o'clock in the morning he was like i need you to leave because i need you to be available to do what i tell what i'm telling you to do um and so it was a series of things and then girl also too when my husband came home was like just quit your job i said oh you ain't got to tell me twice oh i know that's right (laughs) yes a lot of signs it was a journey a journey i appreciate a journey where i learned a lot about myself was i fully prepared financially nope (laughs) i didn't i mean i had savings and my husband and I, of course, we we prepared, but there's never a right time, you know. It was, it was really a spiritual, mental, and emotional decision that I had to make for my well-being. So that's that's how it got there. <laughs> wow, you just said so much good stuff. You said a couple of things. Like one, the journey's not linear. You, I remember when you um, embrace your crown mm-hmm. was the nonprofit, yeah. right? I remember. When you started that and you were working with the girls and at the time I was, I didn't have a nonprofit, but I did a lot of, I had like a arm of my fitness stuff that I did with young girls and children around being healthy and body image and all of those things. So I remember watching what you were doing and being like, oh, look at us helping the kids, you know, (laughs) like helping, helping um, girls like learn to embrace their crown right and so i think like what you said is it's gonna change like what you're doing what you're engaged in but that everything is like a step on the journey it's a step on the path like it's something that you're like adding to your toolkit exactly if you will because those lessons and the things that you learned with your nonprofit, i am a hundred percent sure you are still utilizing and benefiting from in your business today and the women that you're working with get to benefit as well. Because even like when you talk about, like, I, you know, I've seen your lives and things like that when you're talking about working with women and building their confidence, I'm sure a lot of times what you're actually speaking to is their inner child, those insecurities that we all have had. And those things don't just magically go away because we're adults now. Exactly. There's layers. So yeah, a lot of what I do is um, unpacking something. There's a lot, a lot that we are carrying. And I often tell people with Embrace Your Crown, while yes, it helped and inspired a lot of young ladies and women, Embrace Your Crown gave me the confidence, honestly, to step into this business world. And then when it was time to leave that season, that's when I went to styling. So, yep. That piece, right? Even thinking about how you think you're doing something for somebody else. In reality, you also get to reap the benefits too. And it, you know, just kind of speaks to also around being obedient. Even you thanking me for creating this space. Once I stopped making, make, once I stopped making it about me Mm. and my fear around like, oh, using my voice, can I do this? Can, how are people going to, what are people going to think of me? Right. When I stopped making it about myself, I always say, when in doubt, focus out. But I also still get to reap the benefits of having these amazing conversations and connecting with other Black women with the with similar lived experiences. Exactly. I want to, you said something about listening to how you felt. Mm. And I think that's so important. How you felt, your feelings, whether it's emotions or feeling the physical sensations in your body. One of the things that I really want to talk about with Black women 
is around like our awareness. Mm. And I know for me, my story is diet culture. Mm-hmm. Because of diet culture, I completely checked out on what the things that my body was telling me. I didn't even know how to feel really. I didn't know what anger felt like in my body. I didn't know what like embarrassment or shame felt like in my body. I thought those were things that I was supposed to like try to move past and ignore. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? How you felt when you learned that your staff was making more than you? You spoke about how you felt, you know, when you were let go, but Mm -hmm. really, and you said something else. You said you had to sit with it and ask God. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that I find when I'm working with entrepreneurs, and it's not just entrepreneurs, I think Black women in general, corporate, entrepreneurial setting, sitting in stillness can be uncomfortable mm. because then we're forced to feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that, like that moment Though the time when you knew you had to sit in silence. We're kind of taught and raised to just keep going. Be strong. Keep going. Keep hustling, especially if you're an entrepreneur. And I think that's why we're kind of uh, programmed to run away from how we're truly feeling. And it's scary. It's very, very, very scary to sit with your truth and how you're feeling, especially if you're not used to it. So I guess with the the situation with the staff making more than me, I had knew before I found that out that I was done with corporate. I was procrastinating. I was waiting until I'm quote unquote ready or comfortable. Um, but I, th- I think that's when God was like, uh, no, here's a situation that's going to make you want to get out. But during that time, I just felt like I wasn't valued. I have put so much into my corporate career. Like I feel the stress of corporate on my body day in and day out. That's how I was feeling. And I worked so hard and I did all these things and this is how y'all do me. And, you know, and I know that this is a conversation that happens all over the place. It's, it's black women in general. And I fought and I used my voice. I, I knew I, at that time, and, and I'm a big advocate for therapy, so I'm heavy in therapy. And um, it'll be 10 years almost that I've been in therapy. And my therapist always told me, use your voice, speak up. Your voice has power. And that's something I struggled with when I was younger. And so I did use my voice and I did not get the result that I wanted. And so I used my voice again and said, I'm too good for this. My intelligence, my brilliance, my hard work ethic, my creativity is too big for this corporation and this role that I'm doing. I'm no longer interested in it. I'm going to put it elsewhere. Um, so that's how I felt when I found out about the the uh, salary, you know, issue or whatever. But just I I had to learn. I had to train myself to be still and let God do God. Let God be God because. So many times, um, I, I think this is with women in general. We want to control everything. We want our hands and everything. We want to fix everything. We want to problem solve. <laughs> that literally was a decade of learning to stop doing that for me. And I had to be still because at, at some point you get to the point where you've done all you can and nothing is still working. So you need 
something bigger than you to step in. And so that's how I am with my faith and with God. Like literally every day I spend time with him because I'm like, I need you to step in on whatever's going on, whatever's about to go on, step in because I can't do this by myself. So I, between God and therapy, I I have become very self-aware of myself and I'm a very reflective person anyway. I, I think I overanalyze, that's just me. And so I often take a step back. People think I'm like quiet or standoffish. No, it's because I'm, I'm checking in with myself. I'm checking in to see how I feel about a situation. I'm processing it and then I'm moving forward. I've always been like that, but I feel like as an adult, I've had to tap into that a little bit more to see how I'm really feeling before making these like big adult decisions, you know? Yes, I know. Because <laughs> I, even you, you like you saying it. So first of all, I love how you just affirmed yourself and like did not waver on I am brilliant. I am hardworking. I am all of these things. And I think it's so important and powerful for Black women to be able to name our brilliance for mm. us to be able to say it proudly mm. and not have to there's a book <clears throat> that i read is it over here yes it's called uh shifting the double lives of black women in america Ooh. and yeah <laughs> it talks about pretty much every area of our life and it they say shifting i say shrinking how we shrink our voice. You mentioned using your voice, right? How we shrink our personalities. We shrink our hair. We try to shrink our waist. Like we're constantly shrinking and shifting to fit into these spaces. And we can call them corporate spaces. I like to say like dominant, like it's a dominant culture. And I think that's, I think that's so important. How do you think those lessons and I am still learning this around stillness and mm -hmm. quiet and listening to God and myself first before listening to all of the outside noise. And mm -hmm. it's interesting to watch people react to that mm -hmm. when I'm like, I need time by myself or girl, you don't want to come out? No, I don't. Right. <laughs> I want to be in this house. Right. Journaling, quiet. I am also in therapy. All right, loves, that's it for this week. My hope is that we take these lessons that we've gotten from Shaquana and step into the rest of our week, boldly declaring our brilliance, being unapologetic about knowing our worth. I also hope that in moments of confusion and moments of uncertainty, that you would acknowledge that you have all the answers that you need, that you go inside and look within and just give yourself the opportunity to sit in silence and get that answer. And join me right here next week to hear the rest of my conversation with Shaquana. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you like what you hear, please leave me a five-star review and share with a friend. I hope to see you back here next week for another episode. And until then, at ease. <laughs>